Let's go ahead and cue the music now, y'all. Listen, I want to welcome y'all to the Dr. William Clark Podcast. Podcast that has been designed for nonprofit leaders. The hub where you can get all the information you want and need to be a part of this amazing, amazing industry, nonprofit industry. And I'm a proponent for this work. I'm a proponent for this industry. For those of you that are not used to this, and perhaps this is your first time part of this podcast, we believe that this is a viable pathway to build a career, feed your families, and most of all, do the most good for your community. So I welcome you into this podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about jobs and RFPs. Yep, jobs and RFPs. Now listen, this is less of a teaching, and I might insert some teaching into this, uh, but what's more important uh, is I'm going to be going over opportunities uh, that I have found that may be available in your neck of the woods. I can't do it all. I can't do it all. But I'm going to do some review. I want to prep some of you for an opportunity that you've been looking for. Perhaps you've been looking for the right job, the right RFP for your current growing or uh, already mature organization. You look for the next, next opportunity for fundraisers, grant writers, developers out there. Got something for you as well. CEOs and leaders got something for you as well. If you're an emerging leader and you're looking to understand how this business works, I might share some gems with you. Now, this is the first time we're going to be doing this live on a podcast. So this is more of a reaction video. But I want to make sure that you get these, these particular resources uh, in your uh, repertoire. Before we get started, I want to invite you to register for our latest course, Fundraising Basics for Nonprofits. This is... Uh, our latest and greatest fundraising basis for nonprofits. And I've been talking about this for some time. I want to share my screen if you're watching a video podcast. And so with this particular course, we have designed this course to make it easy for you to understand fundraising, to make it easy for you to put into practice the things that we talk about in this particular podcast. So I want you to register. Go to drwilliampclark.com. Let me turn this music down just a little bit so that y'all can hear me just fine. Um, now, listen. On uh, when you register for this course, here's the curriculum. We got seven modules I want you to hear hear about. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to read them off. If you're watching, you can see them on the screen. Number one, fundraising basics: what you should know before you start fundraising. Second module, developing a fundraising strategy. Third module, fundraising from performance. Fourth module, fundraising from relationships. Fifth module, building fundraising systems. Number six, an overview of various revenue sources. And number seven, designing a program that attracts funders. Now, in addition to the curriculum that I have personally uh, taught and provided uh, in this particular uh, course, we got some other resources that we have designed for you. Now, those resources include uh, my book, Grant Writing 101. This book, you got to have this book. But guess what? It's a part of the course. You can buy it separately. Go to drwilliampclark.com, or you could just register for the course Fundraising Basics for Nonprofits, and you can get access to this book for free as an additional add-on. There are discussion questions for you to go through with your personal leadership team, the team that you're leading and building, and uh, you get to learn your fundraising style as well as a sample fundraising plan. Now, you can enroll in this course today for right now. Uh, for $149, it's $149, easy price. That may change, uh, but as of this recording, $149. Go ahead and register for that course. 
And I believe you're going to get what you need if you're looking to raise money for your worthy cause. Again, go to drwilliampclark.com. Let me go back. Go to drwilliampclark.com. You can see it on the screen. Top link at the top of the page. Click that. It'll take you into the registration page. And you can go ahead and register for that course. And uh, I'm looking forward to you taking that course. Looking forward to you growing and building your nonprofit after taking this course. Now, we are going to be talking about jobs and RFPs. I'm kind of, when I prepared for this particular episode, I was excited because I've never done this before. And I think it's a cool opportunity to kind of take you into the insights, depending on who you are, and where you are in your career. This could be helpful for you if you're looking to build your career, right? If you're looking to build your career in the nonprofit arena and you're on the front lines or in middle management, what should you be thinking about when you're looking at a job opportunity or if you're looking to change jobs like completely? Maybe you're doing program stuff, but you want to do fundraising stuff or maybe you're doing fundraising stuff and you want to do operations. We got a little bit something for everybody today. We are looking at opportunities around the country. So obviously I cannot do everything in this episode. But if this episode and this segment in particular is a hit and it works for you and I hear back from you all, we'll do it again. But we're going to go around the country a little bit, looking at jobs and RFPs uh, and look checking out opportunities that we believe may be of interest to you. So I'm super excited about this. Um, this is, again, less of a teaching podcast, less of an uh, instructional podcast, but more of an informational podcast. Um, I may drop some gems as I'm reviewing some of this stuff. So um, let's get started and see what happens. This first opportunity we have coming up here. Uh, it looks like it's with the Florida Wildlife Federation. Uh, it's They're looking for an operations manager. Now, this is the first job on the scene for us. Now, here's the thing. As you listen to this, particularly, <laughs> listen, as you listen to this, some of these things may be due tomorrow. Some of these things may be due next week, next month. I don't know. So as soon as this thing goes live, you're going to have to probably jump on this stuff ASAP. Y'all hear me? I said ASAP. Did I say ASAP? Yeah, immediately, if this is of interest to you. This is for the jobs as well as the RFPs because this – listen, let me put myself back on the screen here. One, one of the things we teach you, one of my most epic rants in my podcast is something called chicken dinners and another one called why you don't need a grant writer because at the end of the day, the thing that matters most is time management, strategy, forward-looking, et cetera. So – do not bank on this as, oh, I got time. No, you never got as much time as you think, whether it's a grant opportunity, whether it's a job. They may say it's due August 1st, and today is June 15th, but time flies by. Stuff happens. Y'all know this. So if you see something of interest, do yourself a favor and jump on that bad boy ASAP. All right, so let's look at the Florida Wildlife Federation. I'm not going to go over everything. They're looking for an operations manager, obviously, where? In Florida, uh, they here's a little bit about the organization founded in 1936. They are a statewide nonprofit organization. They are concerned with the sustainability of natural lands, waters and ethical outdoor recreation. The position again, this is a operations manager. The position here uh, is for someone uh, to what are they looking for? And now, mind you guys, this is a reaction video. Um, they're looking for somebody to work across multiple departments with multiple team members and multiple partners. Uh, you, as the operations manager, will be reporting directly to the CEO. 
I don't know the organizational structure here. I don't know much about how they are laid out. But if you're reporting to the CEO, this is almost similar to a COO position, right? So when you're doing your research uh, for an opportunity uh, and you're looking at stuff like this, in some organizations, an operations manager could be for a program or a department or a portfolio of programs. In this case, it seems as though this might be a bit higher than that just because you're reporting to the CEO. In cases like this also, this may be an indication of how big the organization is. So you can look at their finances and look at the annual revenue, and it will give you insight into how big they are. Um, but also size is measured by dollar amount, annual revenue, as well as the number of staff people. So uh, reporting into the CEO directly could suggest it's small or it's just the naming convention of this position, which may be similar to um, a COO. You look at this, you're providing day-to-day -day support to Federation team members. So this kind of gives vibes. Um, like a COO position. But if you're into that and if this is something you are looking to do, this could be it for you. So here are the qualifications. Um, you know, uh, let's see here, three to five years of experience, CRM experience, proficiency in managing donor and constitu constituent databases, uh, Microsoft suite products, working collaboratively, the salary, fifty dollars to $60,000. They have a health stipend. This, these are the benefits. They have a simple IRA match, leave, uh, holidays, end-of-year break for Christmas and New Year. Okay. And uh, cell phone reimbursement, fitness reimbursement, long-term disability, et cetera. So this is going to be based in Tallahassee, Florida. Now, they give you the email here, so contact them if you're interested or go to their website, check them out, Florida Wildlife Federation. Again, one of the things I'll say to, say to you as you kind of think about this, when it comes to operations, this the, I cannot stress enough the importance of making sure when you're leading operations or any department to have this forecast in your mind of what you want to accomplish. So, yes, this position highlights supporting the CEO. You got you to think about this. The CEO's out here. Hopefully, kissing babies, shaking hands, raising money, etc. If that person is doing that and they're doing their job well, they are more than likely looking for somebody to come in-house and manage the day-to-day -day so that the CEO can free him or her, herself up from handling the day-to-day -day and the external affairs. It's a, it's a heavy lift. So if you've never done that, I got to tell you, it's hard to do both, if not impossible. So a quality high-skilled operations person who can keep it together and not only keep it together but fulfill the vision of the CEO, this is critical. So if this is you, if this is your jam, if this is what you do, go ahead and contact them. If you're looking to move to Florida, live in Florida, Florida work in Florida, this might be the opp opportunity for you. Next up, community impact officer. Uh, this is in my hometown where my office is based, Hartford, Connecticut. This is the Hartford Foundation, great foundation a lot of great folks over there. They are looking for community impact officers. So this is a very influential foundation, not only in Hartford and or Hartford region, they're influential around the state and, and might I say probably regionally and perhaps some circles nationally. But this role, um, the chief impact officer, this is, let's see, a, a leadership role, um, works, collaborative, works collaboratively with uh, the a, a community impact leadership team, internal colleagues, external community partners to ensure the foundation's grant making resources are effectively invested and monitored to produce positive, sustainable programming 
in the greater Hartford region. So if you're looking to get involved in that, this may be the opportunity for you. It's an opportunity uh, to work more, uh, uh, work contribute to the work of one or more of the foundation's outcome-focused grant-making learning teams. And so that's something to think about if you're looking to do some specific grant-making work. That does include monitoring assigned grants, um, contributing to the annual planning, reviewing grant proposals, etc. You're going to be providing grant-making support and sharing information about grant-making activities with other foundation staff and external contacts and partners. There are some competencies that they care about, just a few to think about, a commitment and values to equity, diversity, inclusion, and ability to embed those values in all aspects of your work, knowledge of the greater Hartford region. That would be helpful, right? A solid record of collaborative uh, working, a collaborative uh, attitude, working in a team environment, detailed, etc. They're looking for somebody with a bachelor's degree, five or more experience, five or more years experience in the nonprofit sector, and uh, experience in a role requiring programmatic activities or critical strategic thinking related to issues of equity and anti-racism. Again, this will be based in Greater Hartford. If you happen to land this job, would you come holler at me? My office is around the corner. Come holler at me. Send me a message. But I hope this is a good opportunity for somebody who's looking to get into serious grant making. And this foundation, the Hartford Foundation for Public Giving, uh, is one of those places to be if you're into that space Next up, Manager of Philanthropic Partners. This is at the Refuge Point, um, and this will be based in Boston. So we got two so far here in the New England region down the street from me, roughly two and a half hours, but it's okay. If you get the job, come holler at me. You will be reporting to the Chief Development Officer, uh, and uh, you're going to be developing uh, partnerships with uh, uh, philanthropic partners. The salaries are starting at $97,590. This organization was founded in 2005. It's a leading innovator in the refugee solution space, identifying pathways to safety and self-reliance for refugees and building collaborative efforts to embed their insights more broadly into global humanitarian responses. The team is growing, they say. Uh, again, you will be reporting to the chief development officer. You will be identifying opportunities to engage with new institutional funders. This includes foundations, corporations, and government. And you will continue to build existing relationships with existing funders. Now, here's the thing. If you're going to get into the development space, fundraising space, listen to this language. Even if you're not pursuing this job, listen to this language. It's about your institutional funders, fund foundations, corporations, and governments. For the newbies listening to this, you may be thinking, I'm not looking for a job, but you're watching this because you're a, a, a member of this podcast and family. This language is something you got to think about as you're building your nonprofit. Who are the institutional funders in your specific space? And I'm pretty confident that uh, uh, Refuge Point has a list of existing funders because they clearly talk about, you know, maintaining those relationships. But they're also likely have they also likely have a list of funders excuse me, that they are targeting to add to their funding list. Uh, so keep that in mind. A uh, couple of responsibilities to think about, create and refine an annual strategy for donors, um, develop annual funder cultivation plan, and uh, develop, write, and facilitate uh, the review of proposals. So this is the work. Now, many of you who may be scared of fundraising, take a look at this job description. If you have been participating in this stuff and you think you might be ready for that next step, this could be for you, especially if you're looking to move to the Boston area. But for those of you who are like not sure about fundraising, what it looks like, 
quite frankly, it is no different than any other job in the nonprofit space because it requires forecasting, forward thought, assessment of partners, potential partners, a plan, a strategy, plan of attack. How do you communicate? How do you market? How do you strategize around landing funding opportunities? That's huge. That's huge because a lot of us, and I remember my, my origin story is I was super scared of fundraising because of an experience I had watching my wife go through it. And I'm like, I'm never doing this stuff. And then somehow, some way in my career, I end up doing this stuff. And now here's Eli Patrick and co, right? This is what we do uh, with our customers for our customers. We help them develop fundraising strategies. So this could be an opportunity for you if you're looking to change gears in the nonprofit space. This could be for you. Uh, a couple of qualifications, five plus years experience, excellent writing, editing, proofreading skills. That would be helpful, right? <laughs> and familiarity with managing multiple funder relationships. This is a this this is giving strong vibes of relationship management for real. This is not simply, in my view, you sitting behind the desk and pushing paper. This is about you not only pushing paper. And I don't know if you're leading a team here. I didn't see that. Um, let me do a quick search here. Um, part of a team, communications team. You're working with the coordination team, finance team. Uh, working independent with the team and staff. Cross, yeah. So you may have team members that you uh, are leading, but here's the thing: pushing paper is part of it. Researching and finding opportunities is part of it. This gives vibes of you got to be out and about, building relationships, having coffee with potential funders, letting them know, hey, I'm here, I exist, I'm here to partner, and what do you have going on that might be a fit for what the Refuge Point is working on? So consider that as you're looking at this opportunity. They got some benefits here, 32 days of PTO combined with sick and vacation, 12 major holidays, flex working schedule, et cetera, et cetera. So check that out if that is an opportunity for you. Hope this is helpful, y'all. Listen, if you're looking to fundraise, speaking of that, this is a great segue, and this is a segue into a, a fourth position here. If you're looking to fundraise, go to my website, drwilliampclark.com. Register for the next course, Fundraising Basics for Nonprofits. This course is designed for you to help you understand how to raise money for your organization. We've got seven uh, modules in this particular curriculum, plus access to my book for free, Grant Writing 101 by me. And uh, you have uh, discussion questions that can help facilitate thoughtful conversations with your leadership team. Learn your fundraising style and your fundraising plan sample there. Uh, it's $149 as of today. Go ahead and register for that. DrWilliamPClark.com to get registered today. Next opportunity, grant writer. Here we go. Let's see. This is for, come on, load up here, the Fortune Society. All right, the Fortune Society. They are based in New York. Looks like we're East Coast so far today. We went from Florida to Hartford to Boston. Now we're in New York. Salary range $65,000 to $75,000. Uh, you're going to be working with the senior director of grants. Uh, you'll be responsible for analyzing potential opportunities, including foundations. Notice this language. Uh, let's see here. Um, Refuge Point called it, they called it institutional funders. Uh the Fortune Society is being direct. They're just saying, listen, you're going to be managing, uh, analyzing opportunities for through foundations, corporations, and government-issued RFPs, which we will be going over in a minute. So this is part of the work. Um, and a couple of duties, research opportunities, analyze RFPs, lead the preparation process, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they're looking for folks who have a bachelor's degree or equivalent, three to five years experience, 
I like this though. Listen to this. Exceptionally detailed oriented, right? Exceptionally detailed oriented, written and verbal communication skills. This listen, I can't even stress this enough. You got to understand your game. You got to understand your your craft, right? This is about the details that matter to the organization, right? And the details, here's a little secret. The details are going to come down to you one mastering the basic framework of what the organization is doing, but the details are are all about the little nuances within every not within every application that slightly tells a story a different way to a different funder. Just that little tweak there. When you get settled in the job and you get a handle on the main uh, content, it's those little tweaks that are going to make a difference. Love that. Uh, Got to have good research, analyzing skills, etc. So check them out. They do say travel may be required to the Harlem office for meetings and trainings. So if this is for you, if you're in the New York area or you're looking to move to the New York area, uh, this may be an opportunity for you, sixty-five dollars to $75,000. Here's our last opportunity. This is with Shop Mouse Press. Um, I just want to see where they're located because I know we've been on the East Coast. Let's see here. Here's the website. Let's see. Let's go there really, really quick. Shop Mouse Press. They are located in Washington, D.C., so we got a full East Coast listing today. Sorry for my West Coast folks. Uh, But the Deputy Director of Development Operations, consistent uh, with fundraising, uh, reporting to the Executive Director, full-time, hybrid, on-site, etc., $90,000 to $100,000. Shop Mouse Press is dedicated to centering and amplifying the voices of marginalized youth ages 12 plus via writing workshops, publications, public speaking opportunities. Uh, The position overview, um, they launched their strategic planning process in 2023. The Deputy Director of Development and Operations will work in close partnership with the ED, the Executive Director, to lead the five-person team. So this is a small team um, to actualize the strategic plan and achieve goals. So the CEO, the Executive Director, and for those that aren't used to that language, in the nonprofit world, you can be labeled a, a CEO or an executive director. In some cases, they may just call you the director. Uh, but this organization, they're looking for a good partner, a good leader, a good supporter, and somebody who can be helpful in um, working with the small team, have oversight, responsibility of fundraising and operations, uh, etc. Um, this position, love this, is both strategic and tactical. So you got to be forward-thinking, smart, creative, and you got to get your hands dirty, y'all. It's not about just pushing paper. It's not about being behind a computer screen. You got to get your hands dirty and be about that business, helping raise money for this worthy cause. Um, You report to and work closely with the ED. So this is going to be full exposure, likely, to the inner workings of the organization, because one, you're raising money, two, you're reporting to the ED, three, the team is small, uh, and then four, you're going to see a lot, hear a lot, and you're going to have to figure out, what do, I, what do I do with that information that I'm hearing and seeing while thinking forwardly and thinking about tomorrow and while being present today and getting my hands dirty? It can be tough, but that's part of the job. 40-hour work week, up to $100,000 in salary. Uh, let's see here. They have some essential job responsibilities under leadership and strategy. Uh, They want you to set culture. They want you to understand storytelling and be a spokesperson for the organization. Makes tons of sense. Engage strategic planning, all this stuff. 
They want you to raise money from donors. We've covered some of that in the other positions. Um, they want you to engage in marketing communications. Maybe they also want you to do organizational ops and revenue tracking. Huge. You know, here's a little thing too. Um, this is something that's been, you know, that's a struggle for a lot of organizations where they successfully raise money, but they don't track money. One of the pain points I noticed over the years uh, as I've worked in this business in this industry is that organizations have struggles with spending money down. And when it comes down to the last quarter before the grant uh, final report is due or before the fiscal year runs out, everybody wants to all of a sudden hire folks, spend money down, et cetera, et cetera, because they want to give the impression that they have used the money and they don't want to have any leftover money that they have to give back. And they want to show that, hey, we used it. We need some more for next year. One of the things I've learned, and this is the theme today, y'all. This is the theme today. The theme today is plan, think ahead, forecast. Even with your revenue expenses from staff to supplies, you got to spend money every month or every quarter on time, on schedule, so you're not dealing with the rush of revenue expenditures at the end. That can be problematic, right? So be, be thoughtful of that. And you're going to be engaged in some human resources and staffing issues. Um, they want you to have at least eight years of experience, uh, five of that being a track record of leading um, uh, philanthropic revenue strategies and enthusiasm for fresh ideas. Love that. So you got to be creative, which makes sense because it's all about writing and good. Now y'all speaking my language. Y'all trying to y'all trying to uh, make me salivate here. Y'all talking my language. They want you to be creative. They want you to have enthusiasm for fresh ideas and watch this. They want you to have masterful project management skills. Love that. Y'all know y'all know how to uh, get me uh, excited. That that stuff that really speaks to this podcast. What we care about. What we think need is needed in this space. Professionalism, right? So if you got that. And you want to uh, change gears or advance your career in the D.C. area, uh, this organization is Shop Mouse Press. Check them out. Now, I hope this was helpful. We got RFPs to go through. This is uh, the other side of this work I want to talk about. But for those of you that are looking to engage with me and just connect with me for other resources and uh, information, go to drwilliampclark.com. Again, it's drwilliampclark.com. So I have, uh, let's see here. I have... Three RFP opportunities I'm going to uh, share with you. Listen, here's the thing. I'm going to review these, but I need you to pay attention to the due date, right? I'm not your consultant. I could be if you would like for us to, to be that for you, uh, but you got to pay attention to the due date of these opportunities if they are a fit for you, okay? Uh, let's start with – let's start with – share my screen properly here – the Detweiler Family Foundation. Let me give you a little bit here. Uh, the Detweiler Family Foundation invests in local organizations to enrich and improve the lives of children and strives to serve children dealing with difficult life challenges by facilitating access to education and the arts. Uh, to that end, the foundation invites applications for its grants program. Through the program, uh, grants typically are ranging between $5,000 and $50,000 that will be awarded to support organizations that can demonstrate an impact on children and dealing with issues such as health, welfare, security, and financial hardship. Go to the website that you see here to check them out. This is their grant application. Um, just kind of browsing through this a little bit. Uh, they have a targeted area where they invest. So if you're in Chester County, Pennsylvania, Montgomery County, my hometown, 
near Philadelphia here. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Portland, Oregon, Flathead County. I don't know. Uh, MT, look that up, y'all. I'm not going to even hold y'all. Uh, what state is MT? All right, MT is Montana. All right, cool. If you're in Flathead County, Montana, Upper Valley region, Vermont, or New Hampshire, we're near where we are now, New England, um, check them out. They may be a fit for you, and we're just scrolling through the grant application. For those of you that are not in this in the regions where they're funding or you're looking to learn, this is uh, an interesting grant application to check out. So uh, review this, uh, gain some knowledge here, see how you can improve your grant writing by checking them out. That's the Detweiler Family Foundation. Next up is the American Board of Medical Specialties. Since 1933, the American Board of Medical Specialties has earned the public's trust by setting a higher standard of professionalism and care for uh, physicians and specialists. The ABMS, that's American Board of Medical Specialties, ABMS, uh, represents 24 certifying boards and nearly 1 million active board-certified physicians aiming to better serve their patients, families, and communities. To that end, ABMS invites applications for its uh, visiting scholars program. Scholars remain at home. Uh, at home organizing uh, organizations and work with self-selected mentors during the year-long program. They participate in monthly interactive webinars where they provide research projects, updates to their peers, and a select panel of subject matter experts and alumni who provide guidance, support, and solutions to barriers that may that they may be experiencing in their research work. An award of up to $15,000 is provided to support the direct cost of research and travel expenses associated with program participation. The award may be applied to an existing research grant supporting the same research project or focus area. So if this is your jam, uh, you might want to check this out. All right. That's the American Board of Medical Specialties. Uh, this seems to be more of an individualistic uh, grant opportunity, but grants are not monolithic, y'all. They're not just for organizations. They're not just for extreme life issues that we see in our communities today. There are all types of grant opportunities out there. This is for you. Check it out. We got one more here. Now, as you're looking at this stuff, <clears throat> you're looking at these opportunities, I want to encourage you to contact me. Uh, we have launched Eli Patrick & Co. Uh, back in 2016 uh, to help our nonprofit clients uh, develop strategies to meet their fundraising goals. And we support fundraising. We support grant writing. We support uh, strategy development, fundraising planning, uh, master grant applications and research development. So if there are needs that you have as we go over these opportunities, call us, contact us. We'd be glad to chat with you about how we can help you. That's elipatrick.com. Again, that's elipatrick.com. Last opportunity we have here. Um, let me copy this link here, put it here for y'all. This opportunity <clears throat> is with the Geraldine R. Dodge Foundation, based in Morristown, New Jersey. They aim to support, center, and connect communities and changemakers addressing the root causes of repair of structural racism and inequity in New Jersey. The foundation has launched its first ever open call for racial justice organizations that have not previously had access to the foundation through this process. The foundation seeks to engage with and learn about ra uh, racial justice-focused organizations working across New Jersey. Applica applicants must be engaged in racial justice work based in and benefiting communities in New Jersey and address the root causes of repair and structural racism and inequity in New Jersey. Through the open call, the foundation expects to distribute $500,000 total 
with grants ranging from approximately 15,000 to 75,000 to be awarded to between 10 and 20 organizations, depending on uh, the organizations and the number of applications received. So if you're in the New Jersey area, the state of New Jersey, this might be an opportunity for you. Uh, they have on their website the application process, so check that out. And uh, you can also look at other grantees that have received funds from the Geraldine R. Dodge Foundation. Now, I do hope that this review process was helpful to you as we went through jobs and RFPs. I think we might do this again, but leave me some feedback here in the comments on social media or wherever you get your podcast. Let me know if this was helpful to you at all. Um, if you're looking to learn how to raise money, if you're looking to strategize around sustaining your organization, visit me at drwilliampclark.com and register for our course, Fundraising Basics for Nonprofits. You can do that at drwilliampclark.com. We'll be glad to add you to our family here in the Nonprofit Fundraising Masterclass community. Uh, that community has grown over the years, and we're super excited about all that everyone is doing there. But again, get, get the new course, Fundraising Basics for Nonprofits. I do hope this is helpful. Leave me some feedback, y'all. This is the Dr. William Clark Podcast. We will see y'all next time. In the meantime, y'all be safe. Stay awesome. Continue to do the good work. Check out all opportunities in a nonprofit space. Join us. We need you. We need your skills. We need your professionalism. Continue to uh, advance change in our community and near you and wherever you are. Y'all be well. See y'all next time. Peace, everybody.